Hello. Hi. How are you, friends? This is Aging Ungracefully. My name is Afra, and uh, welcome to or welcome back. It's been a minute, and I that I mean a week. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, I might sound better than the last time you heard from me. Uh, thank you for those of you who reached out and said, you know, how you were feeling. Thank you for those of you who held space. Thanks for those of you who just checked in on a girl. Honestly, y'all are amazing. I I love you and thank you. I was not okay last week at all, all week. I was a mess. I was a mess in a dress. I was not a good time. I was a pasta of sadness and it was a lot. It was a lot for me and I just felt so up and so down and so overwhelmed and just not in a good place and it was really tough. It was really, really tough and throughout the week, I was just not okay. And then I had like, whenever I get really anxious, I get really bad stomach aches. So I was like, not just like anxious. I had a stomach ache all week too. And it was just not, it was not a good time. And I woke up Friday morning and I was like, girl, you need to stay in bed. You do not need to go into work today. You are not well, my dude, go back to sleep. But um, I couldn't fall back asleep. <laughs> and I also was like, I have so much stuff to do that if I leave this to do until after the long weekend, I am going to hate myself. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go in for the morning and do it and then take the afternoon off and rest. And that is what your girl did. And I am so glad that I did. I'm so glad that I honored myself and my boundaries and my body and did just that because I needed it. I fucking needed it so bad. Um, and I woke up yesterday morning after sleeping for like 10 plus hours, I don't know, roughly. And, uh, went to my, went to go to my acupuncture appointment and I was like, fuck yeah, girl. And I was still feeling a little bit gross. My stomach was still hurting. And I, and it wasn't the Ronies by the way, but I got to my acupuncturist and I said what was going on for me and in his true wonderful fashion. Um, and this is why I love seeing him. Uh, his name is Ming and he does acupuncture. And if you look online and if you're in Edmonton, it's Ming acupuncture and he's fantastic. Just a small plug. Cause I think he's incredible. Um, but anyway, I went and saw Ming and he filled me full of needles and your girl came out reborn, reborn, crawled out of that primordial goo, ready to take on the world, excited about life again, not feeling like a bag of dicks. It was wonderful. Um, but yeah, I got out of that acupuncture session and realized like, girl, it's been a long week and you are finally feeling like you can breathe and relax and let go. So now is the time to let go. And that came with a car ride to the reservation, because what says a better time than driving to the res? And spending time with my family. No, seriously, though, like it is amazing. It's my favorite thing. But I got in my car and I cranked my favorite tunes and I picked up a chai tea. No, sorry, not chai tea, a matcha frappuccino. And I, your girl just drove. She just drove. She drove until her little heart wasn't content. Actually, she didn't drive for that far because gas is really fucking expensive, but she drove and she listened to 90s hip hop, which is like my jam and just let go. I scream, cried, I yelled, I laughed. And I mean, listen, like I was listening to music and singing along, scream, crying. I wasn't just like ugly crying. I've done that too, by the way. Um, but in this moment, that's not what, what the intention was. <laughs> um, and I decided while I was driving to my dad's that, um, I needed to do nostalgia tour. 
And what is a nostalgia tour, you ask? Let me tell you, friend. It is like sightseeing of the Hollywood stars, only instead of stars, you're going to all the places in your life from your childhood that either bring you joy or make you immensely sad. Doesn't matter which, both are great for processing. You know, it's grounding. It's fun. Feels like home. Um, but I, that's actually what I do. When I'm, when I'm really bummed, I go to places that make me feel things and remind me of who I was and how far I've come because I need those. I need those reminders. I need tactile reminder. I need to be able to put my feet in the grass or put my hands on the building and be like, I'm not this person anymore. I worked really fucking hard and I really deserve this happiness and I'm not this person anymore. And so that's what I did. And I ended up driving out to the church I grew up in. And that church uh, holds some of the best and some of the worst memories from my childhood. And I don't want to go into into depth of that because none of you guys are asking for tertiary trauma. Um, but you know, a, like it really was some of the best things that ever happened to me, and some of the worst. And what I did take away from that whole experience was, I am stronger and better because of the experiences I had because of the person I became from it. And not because like, I don't think we need to look at trauma and be like, I'm a better person because I was traumatized because that's, that ain't it. That ain't helpful. I think it's important for us to acknowledge that we're better because we chose to be better, not because trauma informed us to become better, but because we chose who we wanted to be along the way. And then we put the actions into place to become that person. And for me, as somebody who grew up, fairly religious. Um, and you know, quick little side fact, I, I was actually supposed to go to Bible college. Uh, I, I was a heathen, um, but I got into Bible college at the same time I got into makeup school and, ch- and chose to go to makeup school. We'll discuss that more in another podcast sometime, but, um, I was very religious and it was really like hard on me growing up to have such like a pull of who I was between my, my spirituality, my beliefs and who I really was as a person. And that was kind of like why I moved away from religion and and more into just like spirituality myself. But I went back to this place and I put my hands on the building and I walked in the grass and I walked to the cemetery because that's not morbid. Um, but I, I spent some time there and I just reflected who I was, this girl who loved so deeply and wanted such a deep sense of belonging community and got that on so many occasions um, and was like, made some of her best friends out of youth groups in that church. You know, also the girl who was really suffering and struggling and not welcomed in certain areas of the church and, you know, that part too. And I just kind of remembered like the grounding that brought me, the warmth that that brought me, the love that that brought me. And I really tried to lean into the good it brought me. And I'm not one of those people who's like toxic positivity. Only think about the good things. <laughs> like it's just, it's not, it's not how fucking your brain works. It's not how humans are wired. Um, but like for me, I needed that as a, like a solid tactile reminder of where I came from and who I am now. And so I left the church and I, I went for a cruise past my, the school I grew up going to and, you know, down to the bridge that I grew up going across on the bus every day and past like some of my best friends from childhood homes because they're all on the same road because like we grew up in the middle of nowhere, but everybody's family still own their original homesteads. So I just kind of did a cruise around there and just like remembered and reminded myself that like I have felt immense joy in my life. And although I may have felt immense pain and immense anxiety and loss of control, 
I still have had incredible memories and that those stick with me way more than the bad do on some, on most days, not all days, but most days. And so after my little nostalgia tour, I ended up at my dad's where I hung out with him and my brother for a minute. And then I went over to my sister's where I got, um, decently, decently baked and we had, they had some drinks and we just chatted and laughed and joked and told stories and it was what my heart needed. I needed that so deeply. And I got to see my baby niece and play with her and I haven't gotten to see her the entire pandemic. So that was wonderful. I think I enjoyed it more than she did. Um, you know, I set up a treasure hunt for her. She did not find all the treasures, but it was, it was a good time. It was what I needed in myself and what I think my family needed as well. And, uh, and when we were sitting around the fire last night, we started talking about like, when my brother just point blank asked me like, Afra, how do you party? And I just sit with that because I'm going to be just boldly honest with you. I don't, I don't, I've struggled to party my whole life. I have struggled to let go my whole life. It has been a fucking, like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is let go of control. And I can do it in some areas and surrender like nobody's business. And then in other areas, I'm like, "Mm, no, not safe, not doing it. And uh, when he asked me that question, although it was like a question that I think wasn't meant to like make me go on this huge existential like mission, it did. And I thought about it a lot. I thought about the fact that I love to sing, that I think I'm a pretty good singer. And I don't sing in front of people because it's actually fucking terrifying for me. Um, I like some people I will, but most people know, and I won't really give it either. And the fact that I love to dance, but I don't dance in front of people and I don't dance in groups, you know, um, I've danced at a few things over the course of the years, but that's usually like workshops about <laughs> dancing. Um, literally I've gone to workshops called, where they do like a dance temple, which is like a lot of like intuitive dancing and just letting your body take you where it takes you. And, uh, and I used to love doing them, but I don't do them as much anymore because again, like I get, I get uncomfortable around dancing. It's like, I have this immense fear of letting go and going with the flow and making a fool of myself or, you know, being a certain thing in front of other people. And so I hold like this very like staunch, this is how I'm going to show up. And then like, I don't let my guard down always. Like I let my guard down with close, close, close friends, but it's very rare that I can like be wholly and fully myself. And kind of what I realized was that when he asked me, how do you party? Was, I didn't think of just partying. I thought of, how do I feel joy? How do I experience joy? Last week was fucking horrific for me, mentally, physically, emotionally. What? When could I have chosen joy in those moments? I was so deep in the depression and the anxiety of it all. When could I have chosen joy? How could I have, you know, seeded my anxiety and my depression and grown some fucking joy out of that shit? You know, like how? And I couldn't in my brain think of how I could have done that in those moments. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to feel anxious and you just need to feel depressed. So by no means is this me telling anybody like, choose your joy. doesn't matter that you're sad. Fuck you're sad. You know, be happy. Like toxic positivity is the worst. Like feel what you need to feel because if it's screaming to be felt, it needs to be felt. (laughs) But I kind of sat there and went, man, I don't really party. 
And I was like, when's the last time I really was experiencing joy? And like, I've experienced joy in the last few years a few times, but I feel like the pandemic, like shut it down. Like, I feel like for so many of us being creatures of habit and comfort and, and this false idea of safety, we felt really safe in that, you know, we felt safe moving throughout the world in that. And then when that changed, it became harder. And now it's like, okay, well now you have this like invisible threat constantly, um, whether that be the government or whether that be COVID or whether that be inflation, whatever that is, it's an invisible threat that's just always there. And you became ridiculously aware of it very, very suddenly. And that's where I was. And I feel like I stopped experiencing joy mostly throughout the pandemic. Like I, I had joyous moments with my partner and, and with our like cats and stuff, but, and some friends for sure. But like, I really receded into that. And so when I was thinking about it this morning, I was like, I think this needs to be the next podcast episode. I think we need to talk about joy. I think we need to talk about and ask ourselves questions like, how do you feel joy? How do you experience joy? What do you do to spark joy? Can you spark joy? Are you somebody who's just so numb at this point where joy seems fucking impossible? You know, what, where are you? How are you feeling? You know, what can you take out of this? So when I was driving home today from my, my res adventures, I was thinking to myself, you know, not only how do I feel joy or how do I experience joy, I see, but what are the things that I do when I'm sad or struggling or anxious that bring me joy? And then I was like, well, barely anything last week, but fucking fall into a dissociative episode watching TikToks until I cried because the algorithm is not kind when you're depressed. Um, But, you know, what was I doing for myself? And the truth of the matter was, is that every day doing something for myself felt like a fucking fight. It felt like a struggle. It felt like an uphill battle. It was like you could have asked me like to do something, anything, cook your own meal, cook your own meal for yourself. And I would have rather have eaten a rice cake and fallen asleep. You know, like it just, I was really not in it last week. And so I started to really think about like, how do I experience joy? What am I doing to give myself joy? What am I doing to plug into joy? And I kind of flashed to my, my nostalgia tour. Part of my nostalgia tour was to remind myself of who I've been and where I've come from. But in that, I found joy remembering such incredible memories and so many funny stories and such just like such a life that I've gotten to lead until this point. And there's been a lot of hard things, but there's been a lot of incredible things too. I have had some of the best friendships that I think people can have. I've had some of the deepest connections, some of the most passionate love. I've had so much good And in my depression and my anxiety, I couldn't even think of the good. I couldn't even fathom what good meant anymore. It just was suddenly not a thing. And so I was like, I think we need to plug back into the toolkit. So something that uh, I've learned in trauma coaching and trauma therapy is uh, toolkits. Now, if you're somebody who's been to a therapist before, you're like, I know what a toolkit is. And you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you, paid for pe- professionals, for going to years of university to give me a trauma toolkit. But it is, it is 
worth it to have a mental health toolkit in your back pocket. And that's not just hot, warm baths or whatever. It's like little things too. And so for me, part of my dealing with my anxiety or my depression is to go on nostalgia tours, to remind myself of the things in life that I enjoy, to spend time in nature, hugging trees, literally hugging trees. Like I went out to the bush today and I literally fucking hugged a tree. Um, There's a lot of science on hugging trees. Highly recommend you look it up before you judge me. But I went out to the bush and I hugged a tree and I laid in the grass and I did some sound bathing in the forest, just listening to the birds and the wind and the trees and the crackling and all of that stuff. And I just took deep breaths. I plugged in some of my favorite music from some of the happiest moments of my life and just jammed and chilled. And, you know, last night I laughed. I laughed like I haven't laughed in so long. And I just, let it fill my cup. And so reaching into my trauma toolkit today, I want to give you guys some of what I've learned so that you don't have to pay $180 a session to learn some of the things that are super accessible to your toolkit. (laughs) First, do something that makes you smile. Doesn't matter what the fuck it is, unless it's killing people. That should make you smile. I have concerns. But do something that makes you smile. Literally. Like if that is watching an old movie that you haven't watched in forever, fucking throw that movie on. If that is going to the local pet store and petting all the foster cats, get down with your bad self. If that is going on a hike up a mountain, I hope you have a car. Let's go. You know, find the things that spark joy in you when you're not feeling or when you are feeling good, because when you're not feeling good, Little sparks of joy can start a fire. You know, it's just in the embers, my friend. You got to stir those embers. So find the little things. Take in the little things. It will help. I promise you it will help. It won't cure it. You're not going to necessarily wake up feeling like your depression and anxiety is fucking gone, but it will help. And it will move you in a way that you needed to be moved. And I can always recommend moving the way you need to be moved which takes me to step two, movement. One of the biggest detriments to depression and anxiety is the fact that we want to just lay in a ball, being a sad burrito wrapped up and away from everyone else. And my friends, believe me, I know how easy that is. And your girl likes to be a mucho burrito, like hands down, wrap me up, give me a squishmallow, fucking leave me there with TikTok to cry over. I am in it to fucking win it, my friends. But I also know it doesn't help. (laughs) I also know the fourth day in a row uh, last week when I immediately got off work and cried, called into bed and cried that it wasn't helping. So what did I do? I moved. I went on a walk in nature, sound bathed. Maybe walking's not your jam. Maybe you don't like to go on walks for your mental health. Move your body. Throw on some fucking music that just makes you want to shake your booty. Dance like no one's goddamn watching. If somebody's watching, fuck them. Dance anyway. Get your body going, whatever that takes. And I know as somebody who's really dealt with really bad lows in my life, that is easier said than done. If you only feel like you can move to get up off that bed and go to the bathroom, give yourself a little jiggle you do so. Move your body, shake your body, 
Just do anything that gives you some movement. And actually there's a lot of studies that show now when you're like really in a bad depression cycle, if you physically jiggle your whole body really, really, really fast, it creates like a rush of like endorphins that can help shake you out a little bit. Can't cure it, but it can help. Just an FYI. Learned that one. That's also in the backpack of, of how to deal with things in the toolkit. Back on point. Movement. Move your body. Take deep breaths in. Dance. Put on that music that nobody fucking likes and get down with your bad self. Give yourself some space, my friend. Your body was meant to be celebrated and enjoyed. And so you get the opportunity to celebrate and enjoy it. So celebrate and enjoy it. Get down with your bad self. So after I uh, move, (laughs) I often like to do something for myself that is like nurturing. Um, For me, nurturing is easy to do for other people, incredibly hard to do for myself. Um, But nurturing can be anything from cuddling. So if you don't have someone to cuddle with, you can cuddle a thing. (laughs) If you like need some sort of form of like self-care, you can have a bath, you can do a face mask, you can give yourself a self-massage. Highly recommend. FYI, guys, if you've never given yourself a self-massage, try it. You will not look back. You will not regret it. And you're like, I give myself a self-massage every night with my rabbit. You are welcome. Good. Masturbate freely, my friends. That is also a huge cure to depression. Highly recommend. (laughs) Try it out. But I mean self-massage in the way of like, how many times have you ever gone, like given yourself a massage the way that a masseuse would? Rub your body, grab an oil that smells good, peppermint oil, whatever. Rub yourself down, make yourself feel loved. When you were a baby, chances are somebody put some lotion on you at one point. That was probably really soothing to your tiny baby body. Your body never fucking forgets. Try it out. See how it feels. I promise you it feels great. Um, pamper yourself. I went and got my nails done. It was a great idea. Highly recommend. Was expensive. Trying to budget. Probably wasn't the best choice. But at the end of the day, I needed to feel taken care of. And that was a great, easy way to feel taken care of. So nurture yourself. You know, it's, it's, again, all of these things are so easier said than actually done when you're in the thick of it. But I promise Joy will return when it's supposed to. Those heavy feelings, that feeling of weightedness, that is going to pass. And when it does, you are going to be so thankful and happy that it passed. So give yourself what you need in order to help it pass. And, you know, in saying all these things, you know, what else brings me joy? Talking to old friends. I love talking to my friends. I love that I've gotten an opportunity thanks to social media and other means to stay in touch with people who have meant a life to me. You know, I had a friend who texted me on Friday night, love them to death. Um, I love when they text me because it reminds me of all of the amazing things that that person did for me and has done in my life. And I'm so grateful for them. You know, Saturday morning, I heard from one of my best friends who's on a trip right now, you know, love to hear from her. She always like, I guess it was Saturday afternoon. But anyway, she always jacks me up. She always jazzes me up. She always asks the questions that need to be asked. You know, sorry guys, I'm recording with my window open because it's hot as hell in here and you can probably hear traffic. Um, But anyway, you know, just give yourself the space and talk to people. 
it's really easy to isolate. I did it all like last week. I didn't want to fucking talk to anybody. And whenever I would talk to somebody, I would just cry profusely. And it wasn't, it wasn't a good look, but that's what my body and my mind needed at the time. And when I was at a point where I was like, I need to ask for help, I was able to ask for help. And once I was past the point of like feeling like I needed to ask for help, it was then in like, talk to people that spark joy in me. Talk to the friends who not just like pump me up, but like who I can pump up, who we have a mutual agreement to have fun together, who I can say, yeah, I've been super fucking low and I feel like a sack of potatoes and a bag of dicks. I feel like they made it and just made a bag of potato dicks. And let them be like, yeah, you potato dicked weirdo. I am your friend. Let me help you. Like, just lean into that. And if you don't have friends, or if you feel like you don't have friends, or if you don't have human friends, that's okay too. Like, doesn't matter how you get that social fill, get that social fill. You know, if that's with a pet, pet that cat, <laughs> pet that dog, boop that dog, do the thing. You know, we are social creatures by nature. We actually are built to have to socialize to some degree. Even if you're somebody who's very avoidant of social settings, it doesn't mean that you don't have absolutely anybody in your life that you can't talk to. And if you do, that's also okay. But I'm just saying like socialize yourself. You are not a houseplant. You are a social human being. You need more than just water and like nutrients to survive. You need to be talked to and loved. Well, I guess you are a houseplant. I guess you are a houseplant that gets to listen to Beethoven and told nice compliments every day. But my dude, nurture yourself, love yourself, give yourself some time. Again, this is all easier said than done. It really is. Last week, I was like, man, I'm going to die of anxiety. This is the worst. Um, and the only thing that worked for me last week, guys, was rescue meds. I haven't used rescue meds in a hot minute, but I had to use rescue meds last week. I had to. I had no choice. It was either using rescue meds or literally not functioning and calling into my job for a week, um, which, I mean, I'm not completely opposed to, but at the same time, like, would not have been helpful for my wallet, <laughs> but also would just not have been helpful. I needed something to get out of bed and, and do during the day. So do whatever makes you feel good. Know that even though I'm giving you these tools out of the toolkit that I've been given, I also know that they're not going to work for everybody and there's no shame in what works for you. And joy can be experienced at any time and any place when it's ready to be felt. If you're like, I'm trying to have fun and I'm trying to be joyful and I don't feel good. That's okay. You don't have to feel good, but you tried. And that should just bring you some comfort in knowing that you decided you were worthy of it, that you decided that you needed to do it and that you did it. So this whole episode has been just me talking about kind of what's been going on for me lately, but I want to put some questions out to you guys. How do you feel joy? What do you do for yourself when you're in a low? How do you celebrate yourself when you get out of that low? Do you celebrate yourself when you get out of that low? How hard have you had to work to find happiness? How hard have you had to work to find some sense of balance? How hard have you had to work to feel something some days? Because I'll be honest with you guys, there are days where I feel nothing fucking at all and it sucks. Sometimes I would rather feel sad than feel nothing. And I'm going to tell you also, those things are okay too. It's part of the human experience 
part of the journey that we're all on. And, you know, in all of my questions, how do you party? Do you let go? Are you trying to control the way the music takes you? I'm really learning that I've spent my whole life afraid of letting go. And I think it's time that I start to learn. I think that's part of aging ungracefully. I think it's being able to look at the moments I missed out on and the opportunities I shut down because I was afraid, because I needed control, because I wanted some sense of being in not only in control, but impermeable. And I don't want to be that way. I don't want to turn 50 someday. I mean, if I make it to 50, but monkeypox is out there, man. But like, I don't want to turn 50 someday and look back and be like, wow, I really never let myself have fun. I really didn't get to experience a lot of stuff because I was so afraid. You know, something that my brother had said to me last night was just like, just sing. You know, I'm terrified of singing in front of people. I have some trauma. I've tried, I've done it around some people, but it's really tough for me. So like something that my brother said last night was like, just sing your fucking heart out. Do whatever that is. Sing super loud. Who cares? Take a shot. Sing a song. You know, just have fun with yourself. And so that's the next six months of my life is just going to be experiencing joy because pre-pandemic, I was learning how to hula hoop. I was going to things like Dance Temple, which is all about like intuitive dancing. I was meeting new people and going to, to shows and like slowly getting out of my comfort zone in my shell. And I was living my best life. And then the pandemic came in fast and hot and all that stuff slowed down and almost completely stopped. Well, it did stop. Almost all of it stopped. And I just haven't found that since. And the pen, like I said, the pandemic isn't, it isn't over. It's changed shapes now where we are and how people are dealing with it and how the government's dealing with it. But like, I think it's time to start finding joy again and even finding joy in things that like, you know, don't have to take you out of the house. I love painting. I love making a mess. Today I asked a friend of mine if she would like to get together soon so we can throw paint at shit because I used to work out of the studio to throw paint on shit and and now I don't have that studio space that I can go to. So let's just throw paint on shit in the field. And we've agreed to do that. So like, do you <laughs> enjoy you have fun with you know that all of us right now kind of coming out of this pandemic are like fucking lemmings looking at the sun. None of us know how to feel. Some of us feel like nothing ever happened. Some of us have been fighting so hard for what we thought we should be doing during the pandemic. And now that it's finally here, have no idea or want to do it. Some of us are struggling to go out still. Some of us are struggling to be in crowded places still. The pandemic's been a trauma, guys. So like honor the fact that we've been through it together at this point. And it's been fucking so many layers of shit <laughs> and and everything and, and celebrity music montages. And just remember, like, we're all lemmings right now. We're all trying to decide if we're going to jump off the cliff or like keep going. But either way, we're coming out of the fucking ground. We're coming out of that hibernation. We're coming into the sunlight and we've got to figure it out and we've got to be kind to ourselves while we do. 
we have to be kind to ourselves while we do because the one thing that I have done for the last month or so is beat myself up whenever I've turned down hanging out with somebody because my anxiety is too high is when I've decided to not go to a concert, even though my favorite musician came to town this last week and not Avril Lavigne, but <laughs> touring with Avril Lavigne. And I didn't go because anxiety of being in that many group, that larger group of people was too much for me. You know, I'm realizing again, like I said before, the importance of letting go and having fun, but also doing that, knowing my boundaries And is it going to help me or is it going to hurt me? Because those are also two things I'm learning. I'm also learning not to future seek, future hunting, future seeking, not helpful. The only thing that you should want to know about your future is the goals that you want to set for yourself that you would like to achieve. Anything outside of that, you have no fucking clue what it's going to look like, so don't worry about it. Um, I think if the pandemic taught us any of that, then taught us exactly that. Um, And don't live too much in the past that you get lost in the present. Right now, I'm really focusing on just being present, minute by minute, hour by hour, moment by moment, and allowing myself to enjoy whatever the fuck that looks like. So guys, that's this week's episode. And we want to, I totally want to hear from all of you. How do you experience joy? Have you experienced joy? Are you feeling like shit? If you're feeling like shit, what can I do? What can we talk about? You know, let's talk about it. If I can come on the podcast, let's jam. Let's figure it out together. You know, do you have these tools in your toolkit? If you have tools that I didn't mention today, send the tools in your toolkit on over. Comment on the Instagram. Put it in the Q&A. Send me an email. Skywrite it. I don't care. Call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. I am here for it. I want to know about it. What do you do? What do you do to find joy? What do you do to let go? And who are you right now in this moment? And who were you? And who do you want to be? And then let's just focus on being the present person and fucking sowing those seeds to be that budding flower of fucking awesome in the future. I had no better way to put that or metaphor. I am sorry. That was really cheesy. (laughs) But either way, guys, this has been Aging Ungracefully. Thank you for listening. And I can't wait to chat with you guys next week.